Hi, I'm Emily Williams, the founder of the top success and personal development company for driven women called I Heart My Life. I grew my company from $442 to seven figures in my first 18 months. And since then, it's become a movement for women who know they're meant for something big and refuse to settle. At I Heart My Life, we operate with the belief that anything is possible and no dream is too big. We're all about combining business strategy, deep mindset work, high performance practices, money tips, and a whole lot of lifestyle to help you get the results you deserve in all areas of life. Because after all, we only get this one shot. This is your one-stop shop for all things inspiration. So grab your favorite drink and a pen and a notebook and get ready to be inspired. Oh, and if you're not a member of our community, go to iheartmylife.com slash join and receive all of our emails and announcements. And while you're at it, copy and paste this episode link and share it with three friends. Now on to the episode. Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 218, how to attract high value qualified leads. So today I'm taking you behind the scenes of a recent training I did for our seven figure framework workshop. I want to talk all about what's working for us and our most successful clients in the world of online marketing. So today we're going to cover the single most important marketing metric to start tracking today. I'm going to give you top strategies working for us and our most successful clients. You're going to learn the top three traps that most entrepreneurs face when trying to scale. And you're going to learn how to figure out the amount of people you should have within your email list or on your social media um, in order to be ready to launch something that is one to many. So maybe that's a course or an online program. Regardless, we're going to take you behind the scenes and tell you what works and what metrics to look out for. Today is one of my favorite conversations. I also brought on the incredible marketing strategist, Mallory Macher, who's a coach within our I Heart My Life Mastermind. So you are in for quite the treat. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Make sure you have a pen and paper to take some notes because there's bound to be something you're going to want to write down. Let's do it. Welcome to session two. Today is all about attracting high value quality leads. So that distinction is really important. We want to support you and not just attracting people to your email list or on social media. We want to make sure that you are attracting people who are actually going to sign up for what it is that you are selling. Obviously, that is important. So first and foremost, before we get into all the incredible content, I want to hear about any celebrations or wins from yesterday. I know that a few of you have already been mapping out your incredible offers and programs. So that's a huge win. So as we're jumping on and getting started, if you want to share anything in the chat box, we would love to hear it. We'd love to read your comments below this video. And it really inspires other people to know what's possible when you show up and you share your wins. And it also trains our mind to look at what is working instead of what is not working. So this is really important in terms of psychology and moving forward forward and creating more and more success. Awesome. So I see Sarah's here with us. Welcome. I'm glad you guys can hear me. Cool. So I'll be reading your wins throughout our training as you comment. We'll comment on them later um, today as well as tomorrow. So definitely keep those coming. All right. So day two is a really exciting topic. I love this topic around attracting high quality leads because you deserve to work with people who want to work with you. You deserve to work with people who are committed, who are ready to show up, who want to achieve their goals or do whatever it is that your program um, provides for them. You deserve those sort of clients because I know that you are that sort of client, right? So today we're going to bring on Mallory Macher later on. She's one of our incredible marketing strategists in the I Heart My Life Mastermind. But before that, we have to lay some foundation here. And it might be different than the foundation you're thinking of. We're actually going to start with mindset and start with what it really takes to put yourself out there and attract those incredible people that you want to work with. Okay. So first and foremost, I want to recap what it is that you are going to learn today. So you're going to learn the single most important marketing metric to start tracking today. Now, this is something that I didn't start tracking until probably about five years into my business. And it's crazy to think about that. But it really is such a game changer when you start to look at this one metric. 
We're going to give you top marketing strategies working for us and our most successful clients. And it's probably not what you think it is. We're also going to share the top three traps that most entrepreneurs face when trying to scale their business. And then we're also going to give you a little uh, insider tip about how you can tell if you're ready to launch a one-to-many program, specifically how many people you need to have on your list or within your community in order to be successful at that launch. Okay. But before we dive into all of that content, make sure you have your workbook up. My team is going to provide you with that link if you don't yet have it. And while we're talking about the workbook, as you'll probably see, there are a lot of pages that have to do with day one. So if you haven't watched that training or you missed any of that content, make sure to check out the replay. So for those of you who have signed up for this seven-figure workshop for the whole week, you have all of these amazing emails coming to you every single day. So you don't have to do anything. You get to get the links, the replays, everything is available for you. So make sure you check your email. Or of course, you can watch all the replays in this group here. And then for those of you jumping on, make sure that you um, give StreamYard access to give us your name. Otherwise, you show up as Facebook user. And I want to make sure that I can call you out and celebrate you and that we can further support you if you have any questions. Okay. So um, in talking about the workbook, I want you to turn back to page nine. We started filling in page nine yesterday, and we're going to continue to do so over the next few days. So page nine um, basically describes our cash method. And so we filled in C. C is create your scalable program. We did that yesterday. And today is going to be attract your ideal client. That's what A stands for. Okay, so attract your ideal client. And obviously, we want to make sure that that person is somebody who's going to sign up. Um, So this is not just any old ideal client. It's somebody who is ready to sign up for what it is that you have to offer. All right, so that's page nine. If anyone needs their workbook, you can see the link in the comments below this video. All right, so let's dive into the foundational pieces, which are mindset. That's one of them, okay? So I want to start off with this because as entrepreneurs, it's imp- it's really imperative that you don't get stuck in this frame of mind that marketing is not important. Now, I know that a lot of people didn't start their business to become a marketer, but we have to fall in love with marketing, at least in the beginning, until we have somebody who can do it for us, because that's the thing that's going to allow you to actually do the thing that you want to do, whether that's coach or be a speaker or write a book. Marketing is one of the vehicles to get you there. So we want to really shift our mindset around any of the negative beliefs that we might have about marketing so that we can actually take that action that's going to be the game changer in our business, okay? I also want to make sure that you are focused on the fact that there are more than enough clients out there for you. So there are over 7 billion people on the planet. And yesterday, I talked about the fact that it only took me about 500 units. I sold 500 units of my programs and products to reach that seven-figure mark. And that wasn't even 500 people. Some people bought multiple things. So don't you think that out of over 7 billion people on the planet, you can also find 500 people to purchase what it is that you are selling? Anyone see an issue with that? If we think about the percentages, that's a very small amount. And there are 500 people in the world who want what you are selling. And by the way, I even had a coach tell me that she hit seven figures just by selling one package to 10 people. It was a $100,000 offer. She sold it to 10 people. And that was her seven figure year. Okay, so there are tons of different options for you to hit that milestone. But I want you to remember there are more than enough clients out there for you. Okay. All right, cool. If you are having any sort of technical issues, definitely try and refresh. Thank you for your support there, Amy. So like I said, there are also billions of people online, right? It's not just 7 billion. It's not just the 7 billion people in the world we're thinking about. We're thinking about those people who are online as well. And that's over 3 billion. So remember, the belief that we are really instilling today is that there are more than enough clients out there for us, okay? Can I get a amen or a hell yeah in the comments for anyone who is ready to shift their belief around lack into abundance? Because I know so many people come into our programs thinking that there aren't enough clients for them, thinking that no one's going to purchase what it is that they have to offer, thinking that their clients don't have any money. If that's what you think, you're going to get more of that, okay? So we want to shift your mindset into abundance and have you really install that belief that there is more than enough out there for you, okay? 
So one of the other things I want to really support you with is that yesterday when we talked about you creating your program, I told you that I believe that if you desire to create your program, that's enough to tell me that you are meant to create the program. And one of my other mottos is that if it's in your heart, you are ready to start. <laughs> and what that means for me is that for those of you who want to scale, if that's your true desire, well, then let's do it. You are ready. Now, you might not know the how. You might not know how to get there. But that's why we are here today. That's why we're supporting you. Okay, so just keep the goal in mind. If the goal is to start list building, but you have no idea how to do that, that's okay. If that's the goal, you are ready to start. If you want to implement something like Facebook ads, awesome, give it a try. The more you put yourself out there, the more content you'll have, the more information you'll have, and we'll be able to dial in the metrics that are working in your business. Okay, final mindset piece that I want to give you guys today is this amazing statement that I actually got from a fellow personal development junkie, someone out there in the online space. And they basically were on stage wearing a t-shirt that said this phrase. And if you were at I Heart My Life Live, our big live event last year, you saw me talk about this specifically on the stage. And it was definitely a crowd favorite. So the phrase was, no one's watching and no one cares. Now, I love this phrase because for me, it has two different meanings. And the first one is really around the fact that no one's watching and no one cares. So we need to get ourselves out of our comfort zone. We need to get ourselves visible on a regular basis. So think about it. Think about how many emails you are subscribed to or how many people you follow on Instagram. They might be sharing content on a regular basis, but you actually view a very small percentage of that content. And maybe that's due to your busy schedule. Maybe that's due to the Facebook algorithm, right? But regardless, we need to understand that people are reading a very small percentage of what it is that we're putting out into the world. So that means if you're only sending one email every month, then it might take somebody multiple months to ever read your incredible content. If you're only posting once a month on Instagram and there's no consistency, well, no one's going to be able to see it because it's not going to show up in their feed, right? And so you're not going to get the results that you want. Now, the thing that trips most people up is that we actually think that all eyes are on us at all times. We think that people know everything that we're doing. We think that when we put an offer out there into the world, it's going to sell like hotcakes. And I hope that that's the case for you. But we need to really flex our marketing muscles and put ourselves out there on a consistent basis. Otherwise, like I said, it's going to be really hard for people to actually find you and actually know what's going on. Now, let me give you an example here. Yesterday, we posted some reminders about this workshop in the Facebook group. And somebody who I know is a diehard I Heart My Life fan, she follows everything that we do. She said, oh my goodness, I didn't know it started today. And I was blown away by that because I've been talking about this on social media. We've been running Facebook ads. We've been sending emails. And I'm like, what are we doing wrong here that this amazing client didn't even know that this was happening today? Okay, and so you can do all the things and people might still not know it's happening. But I just use that example to illustrate my point, my point of how important it is for you to get out there and get visible and let people know that you have this incredible thing. And this goes for value based content, as well as when you're in a launch. And the thing is, is not everyone views all of your emails, not everyone views all your social media. There are certain people who stick to certain platforms. So the best thing you can do is start to try multiple things and figure out what is actually working. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Now, the second way that I like to think about no one's watching and no one cares is the fact that even if you put yourself out there and you mess up or you do a Facebook Live and you feel like you mumble or stumble over your words, no one's watching and no one cares. That can be a really great reminder to support you in having more confidence and putting yourself out there on a regular basis. Because the truth is, people might watch, but they're going to forget about it 10 minutes later, which again is why we have to tell them multiple times. But it's also why it really doesn't matter. You don't have to worry too much about getting it perfect. You just have to get it out there. Okay. So anyone else resonate with no one's watching, no one cares? Or is it just me? <laughs> Gail says me all the time and I totally don't care. Love it. <laughs> awesome. So again, 
people in the online space definitely want to see you be visible. They want to see you connecting with them. So show up on a regular basis and get consistent. And that might be different for you than it is for me. Maybe you have lots of kids at home. Maybe you have lots of responsibility. Maybe you're building your business alongside of another company or another job. Just decide what works for you and get consistent with it. Okay, there's not a specific formula that I'm going to teach you today in terms of how many days you show up on Instagram, how many days you show up on Facebook Live, but it is about getting visible on a regular basis. So your audience knows what to expect from you. And they're excited to see you. They want to tune in, they want to connect with you, they understand the work that you're doing, they know what you're promoting. And it's very clear. I remember when I just started my business, I was um, in the program called B School by Marie Forleo. And one of the things that she always said was a confused mind always says no. So really think about your message when you're putting yourself out there as well. Is it clear what you do? Is it clear what it is that you are selling? If not, you might want to revisit that. And that leads me to one of the things I want to cover today. So like I said, today, we're going to be talking about three entrepreneurial traps, right? So we've laid the foundation for mindset. Now let's talk about a few different things that could potentially trip you up. Now, if you want to follow along in your workbook, which I definitely recommend that you do, look at page 18. This is where you're going to fill in the traps, okay? So if you need the link, that is in the comments below this video. All right, so trap one is a lack of clarity when it comes to marketing. So what we want to understand is, is there a gap between you and the marketplace? So number one, do people not actually know what it is that you are known for or what it is that you sell? Maybe they don't know that this thing that you're doing is actually happening. Maybe you're hosting an event or you're running a launch and they haven't even seen any of the posts. Is there a lack of clarity there? Is your messaging confusing? Okay. Now this happens a lot in the beginning. So I'm hoping that all of you here who already have businesses up and running, you're super dialed in. But in the beginning, people want to serve everyone. And they're not actually specific about who it is that they want to work with. And the way that I like to think about this is think about your platform as it is right now. When you're just starting out, or even just a few years in your platform might be the size of a tree stump. So you can hold one client, maybe two ideal clients, but probably that singular person needs to be your focus. But as you grow your company and expand, then your platform becomes the size of a stage. You have more influence. You have more reach. You're someone like Tony Robbins, who he can speak to life coaching, financial coaching, business coaching, all of the above. He can talk about all those things because he's Tony Robbins. He's earned the right to. His reach is far enough. He has the reputation. If you don't have the reputation yet, it's really important that you become known for something because the truth is people like to put us in a box. They like to be able to say, oh, there's Emily Williams. She works with online entrepreneurs or there's Emily Williams. She coaches on money mindset. So there are a few topics that I love talking about, but people know that I work with service-based entrepreneurs, okay? And one of the cool things, especially about this money mindset piece is oftentimes I'm invited in to podcasts or other group programs to talk about that specifically. So then I get in front of other audiences because I have this unique talent or skill set, I should say, and so do you. You have something that is unique to you. And so everyone worries about getting too specific. They don't want to miss out on having more clients. And I totally get that. But in the beginning, really think about what is that thing that you want to be known for? What is that current expertise? And this is not like getting a tattoo on your forehead. I always use that example. It's actually Elizabeth Gilbert from Eat, Pray, Love. And I love it because it reminds me that I'm not getting a tattoo on my forehead. I can change this. This will have ebbs and flows. I can be the person who starts right here. And then I can grow and expand just like the Tony Robbins example. But for now, we need to get that plane off the ground. We need to have a specific destination. And then we can diversify, okay? Maybe you're confused. (laughs) Maybe you have a lack of clarity in terms of what you're doing and what you're selling. If you're confused, your audience is going to be confused. All right. So we're still on the entrepreneurial trap one, which is a lack of clarity. All right. So maybe you are confused. Anyone ever been confused about what they're selling or what they're offering or what they want? 
That's why it's so important that you start with desire and you get clear around what is this mission? What is this thing I want to accomplish? What work lights me up? What is the program I want to put out into the world? Right? Yeah. And I love this. Mary says, I way overanalyze when I post, which leads to me not being consistent. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Maybe you're speaking like a coach. Here's the next point. Maybe you're speaking like a coach and it's all flowery and not to the point. Anyone use very coachy language? (laughs) So I've been working with a couple of copywriters lately and I love how specific they are. They talk about the results. They get crystal clear about what it is that they're saying. They're not using language that the ideal client is not going to resonate with. Yesterday, we gave you some tips for market research. One of the best things you can do is take the exact language that your audience is using, put it into your social media, put it into your emails, use it in your marketing, because they're going to resonate with that. A lot of times people think, you know, I'm just going to tell my client about the results on my sales. I'm going to tell my client about the results in my program. And I'm going to say things like, you're just going to become the person you want to be. You're going to attract that love and that interest that you've been you've been dreaming of, right? That love interest you've been dreaming of. Now think about the language there. Are people laying in bed at night saying, oh, I just want to become who I'm who I want to be, or I'm just going to attract my love interest. No, they're not using that language. They're thinking, I want to create more success. I want to make more money. I want to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend, right? So think about the language that people are using. All right. So the next trap that people fall into is a lack of awareness. Now, this is going to lead us into our metrics conversation, but I wanted to bring it up here first and foremost. So maybe you have a lack of awareness around what's working and what's not working in your company. So in your prep work for today's training and yesterday's training, we let you know that we wanted you to complete the what's working section. We want to know where your Instagram uh, was at the beginning of this year compared to where it is now. How many followers have you increased by? What what about your email list? And frankly, if you don't know that information, you're not going to be able to replicate anything that you're doing. All right. So maybe you have a lack of awareness. You don't know where your clients are coming from. Maybe you've done launch after launch and you're not actually clear on what worked and what didn't. Now, this is a problem, right? So if you haven't filled out that um, incredibly powerful page, it's on page six of your workbook, okay? So get clear on what's worked and what hasn't worked, right? Having awareness is key. The final entrepreneurial trap that a lot of people fall into is not having a plan, okay? We don't actually know what we're doing. We don't know if it's going to work. There's no plan. And by the way, you can change your plan in the process. If you're in the middle of a launch and you're starting to see, hey, I need to increase sales or hey, I want to increase the amount of people registered for my challenge. Great. Do something else. Pivot. I'm not saying don't pivot, but have a plan that you want to at least test and dial in and look at the metrics and ask yourself, did this work? Did it not work? What can we change? And when you don't have a plan, again, everyone talks about this, but you essentially are throwing that spaghetti against the wall, hoping something sticks. We don't have a strategy. We're just hoping. And I know that people start off in that place. But as you gain traction, as you gain more results, then you have more knowledge and you can make a plan. So for example, maybe a lot of you right now are working with one-to-one clients and you're starting to see that there are certain things that are working for you to get these clients. Maybe you're being a guest expert in other groups. Maybe you're posting on social media like Instagram or doing Facebook Lives and that's working. Maybe referrals are working for you. Well, that can be your plan. When you launch something that's one to many, take what is currently working, even if it's working for something else, and apply it to that new program. I once had a client tell me that she didn't have a plan and she didn't know what was working because all of her clients were coming through referrals. And I was like, that is your plan. How can we dial up your referral base? How can we create more incentives for people to refer customers to you? There's always something that you can pick out that is actually working and you can create a plan around that. And if you don't know how to make a plan, this is where you hire people who help you make a plan. Okay. Otherwise, that's the slow path to everything that you want. If you are guessing, it's going to take much longer. Think about it. When you go to college or university, you invest in getting support 
to know how to qualify for the thing that you want to accomplish. Maybe it's being a doctor, maybe it's being a lawyer, whatever it is, there's a plan, there's a curriculum. If you don't have a plan and you're winging it, that's a problem, right? And all of those entrepreneurial traps, they're detrimental to a business and they lead to something that's even more detrimental, which can be a lack of desire. So when we don't have a plan or we feel like we don't know what's working, we feel like we don't have consistency in our business, we don't have consistency in terms of the clients coming in, it can lead to a major lack of desire. Anyone ever felt that? Felt like you don't even know why you started? It doesn't make sense anymore. You don't feel like anything's working. You feel like giving up. You wonder if you chose the wrong career path or the wrong business niche. You wonder if you chose the wrong ideal client. You end up resenting your business or resenting your clients, right? I totally get it. I felt all of those feelings. So I understand and you are not alone. But if you get clear around what is working, just like I said at the beginning of today's training, you start to focus on the positive and that shifts everything. If you're currently in confusion or in a lack of a space of lack of clarity, or you don't actually think anything is working because you're not opening up your eyes to see that some things are working, or you're not willing to hire a coach or be a part of a group program to get that plan, then it's going to be very hard to stay consistent and to keep moving forward. Okay, so we really want to dial in all of those pieces with you and help you get crystal clear. And by the way, I know a lot of you are anti-plan. Anyone anti-plan because you just want to be intuitive? You want to follow your heart? And trust me, I'm totally the person who will be the first to say that I want to follow my heart with everything. And my intuition is my superpower. And I get to have a plan. I can have both. All right? And that's like I, like I said a few minutes ago, you can pivot. You can get creative. In fact, I think you can be more creative with the plan. Because you know that there are metrics, there are things that are dialed in, you have a launch strategy, and all of that is consistent and going to bring you consistent income. And then you can add the creativity on top of that. All right. All right, that leads me to the next thing that I want to cover today that is super important. That one thing that I didn't do in the first five years of my business that I'm still kicking myself for. So the main metric that you want to track, okay, If you're in the workbook, this is on page 19. The main metric is where are your paying clients coming from? Simple as that. Now, you would not believe how many people, myself included, have no idea where their clients are coming from. You might be asking, well, I don't know how to tell where they're coming from. And it's very, very simple. And this is essential because this is the way that you dial up sales. And this is the way if you're going from one to one to one to many, that you actually know what strategy to implement, okay? So you need to get crystal clear on where people are coming from. So for us, this is really easy to do. One of the number one things that we do is when we have book a call forms, we have intake forms or applications, we literally ask the question, where did you find us? Simple as that. Maybe when you're registering your one-to-one clients, you have a conversation and you literally just ask them, you know what? I'm curious to know, Jane, where did you find me? I'm always looking for more clients like yourself. Just ask the question. The other thing you can do, which is a little bit fancier, is within your CRM system, something like ActiveCampaign or ConvertKit, you can make sure everyone is tagged so you know where they're coming from. You can make sure it's crystal clear behind the scenes which funnels are bringing people in, which email sequences are actually working, which Facebook ads are working. Then you can see where people came from and you can track them as they go on their journey. So for example, if you came into this workshop from a Facebook ad, then we know you came in through a Facebook ad. And we know that if you go ahead and you apply for our mastermind and you sign up, awesome, Facebook ads are working. That's data for us. Now we know we can continue to run Facebook ads. Now on the flip side, if we feel like Facebook ads aren't working, there's a lot of people that will say, oh, this isn't working for me, but they haven't actually tracked it. So you wanna get dialed in. It's not enough to go on a feeling or an instinct. We want actual metrics. And if it's not working, then you can turn it off and you can put your money elsewhere. Is everyone understanding this and seeing how simple this is? It can also be a like as easy as having a spreadsheet. Okay, so when new people sign up, when people buy your course, 
If you've tracked them behind the scenes, or if you literally have a conversation and ask them, then you can write it on a spreadsheet. Hey, Jane came in through a Facebook ad. Charlie came in through a referral. Every single time within our mastermind program, when people sign up new clients, I ask them, where did that person find you? Right? It's normally a speaking engagement, a Facebook ad, a referral, Facebook group, social media, all this stuff works, but you have to know what works for you and your audience. That's why within our company, when we work with clients, everything is personalized because no business is created equal. No one has the exact same ideal client. No one has the exact same story. No one has the exact same business plan or desires as you. So you have to get crystal clear around what resonates with your audience, where are they coming from, so you know how to dial it up. Maybe it's you being featured on podcasts. And again, this is why it's so important to be visible and to test out multiple things because you don't know what's going to work until you know and until you track it, okay? So I'm curious to know, anyone who's tuning in here or later on when you're watching the replay, tell us, do you know where your most recent three paying clients came from? Do you know where your best clients came from? It's true. Not every client is created equal, right? Do you know what is working for you? Here's something really interesting. A lot of our clients come because my website is featured on a designer's website, right? Tonic Site Shop. They're amazing. They have incredible templates. They're in the middle of a launch right now. We can post our affiliate link later. But my website is featured on their website. And we have people coming to us all the time from that that source. If I didn't ask, I would never even think that that's where clients could be coming from. So start asking the question, okay? All right. Now, without further ado, I want to bring on the incredible Mallory Major. Mallory is such a gifted marketing strategist, everyone. We are so excited to have her here. And I asked her to share the top things that are working for us in our company. Now, again, just like I've shared over and over, I want you to really listen for what is exciting to you. I want to want you to ask yourself, can I practice that? Can I test it? Can I put it in place? It may work for you. It may not, but it's working for us. So I wanted to be sure to share the behind the scenes and just listen for what your intuition is saying to you. Maybe you're like, oh no, that doesn't sound fun to me. Or maybe you're like, yes, that sounds amazing. I want to give it a try. Okay, regardless, it's all available for you. And it's all working for us. So you are more than welcome to take it and test it out for your audience. All right, I'm going to bring Mallory on now. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. It's so good to see you. You look beautiful as always. So do you. We work together, but I hardly ever do Zoom with you. So I know. I know. I wore a special like headband because <laughs> you will always have these like cute, love it, really cute headbands. So I was trying to <laughs> channel my inner Emily. So <laughs> amazing. Thank you for being here. We're so grateful. I'm going to turn it over to you so you can share all of your wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, number one, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited that Emily asked me to come on and talk about lead generation because I feel like in the digital marketing space, we're in this huge shift of lead generation. Gone are the days where you can just give out a free downloadable and the people will come. (laughs) So I want to start talking about this by imagining that you're going to an an expo or some kind of convention. I think most of us have gone to one or two at some point or another, whether it's like a bridal expo or the boat and RV show. My family used to go do that when we were kids all the time. But what makes these conventions or these expos so exciting is you leave with a bunch of free goodies. Okay. So I want you to think about attending an expo. Um, I used to work in the sports industry where we would attend the golf expo every single year and we'd have a booth and it was like a bunch of these men with literally like trick-or-treating bags just going around collecting all the free things. And so when we get in this habit of lead generation where we're just offering a free thing with no strategy, it ends up being like our communities just trick-or-treating, right? Around different businesses and different competitors and trying to get the free stuff. And so what we need to consider is that, you know, for example, if you're at this expo and you really want this free thing, right, you're going to go up to a booth for one of two reasons. Number one, you've heard the business before and you're interested in what they have to offer. Or number two, you want that free thing. 
of those two people, one of them's already slightly qualified, right? Those are the people that are probably easier for you to continue on your customer journey. The second people that are trick-or-treating from your freebie, for your freebie, it's up to you as a business to pull them in, start asking them questions, get to know who they are, right? If you just start yelling at this person who just picked up your free thing with all the information about your business, they're going to start backing away slowly like, whoa, this is too much. So it's really important to engage with that person, which is why these traditional freebie funnels with you know, a standard free opt-in and a couple of email sequences behind it just aren't cutting it anymore because people don't feel like you truly care about their problems because you're giving them a freebie and then you're throwing them five emails. You're not asking questions. You might ask one question in a PS, but that's just not cutting it. So what these strategies are kind of shifting to is a small paid freebie. You've seen, I'm sure you guys have seen ads of $27 offers here, $17 offers here. Drop in the chat if you've purchased one of those. I think I've spent like well over 10K in my life on these $27 offers that are just piling up. But there's a reason these are so effective is because when someone purchases something up front, they already have a little bit of skin in the game. There's already a little bit of an investment there. And then not only that, you're delivering so much value with this $27 offer that they're getting to experience more of you. And this doesn't necessarily mean it has to be paid, but the key is getting to experience more of you and more of your business to help build that know, like, and trust a lot faster. And I think most of us can agree, although we've slowed down a lot in our personal lives through COVID, the online space is picking up and it's faster than ever. So we have to really take into consideration that the customer journey timeline is a lot shorter now. It's a lot shorter than we used to have. So we need to provide value up front. We need to get them to invest a little, have a little skin in the game. And that doesn't necessarily mean monetary, right? So we have these $27 values, but there's a reason that webinars still convert really well. Workshops still convert really well. Challenges still convert very well. They're still sometimes free, but the investment there is time, right? Someone's making an investment in time to show up and attend these events where they get to experience your business. Um, And so I think we started this, Emily, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first time we started this with I Heart My Life was we did a two-day virtual workshop. It was unbelievable, the results, because as you guys know, y'all already spent two days with Emily. How amazing is it to get to learn from her, right? How incredible is that? And you get to build that connection with Emily and learn the I Heart My Life brand and get to meet our coaches, right? And have that connection early on in the customer journey. And we hope you love us and stay around. But getting to experience this brand is a lot different than Emily just throwing a workbook at you for you to download. And hopefully, you know, you can continue learning from her. There's such a difference. So it's almost like creating an experience lead generation strategy rather than here's something that you can download and you'll probably forget about in a couple days, weeks, months. I mean, the world is moving so fast right now. Create that experience for your audience. And I definitely want to say, I'm, I don't want to knock the freebie downloads and the you know freebie bundles that you see, but there's going to come a point when you're going to have to do more. And I know that sounds a little harsh, but get that experience in front of your audience and let them see who you truly are and how you can serve them and get to know them and their struggles. And that is the lead generation strategy that is going to convert for you. Amazing. Yeah. And I just want to, you know, speak to your point, Mallory, at some point, it does become essential for you to build those connections, but it doesn't have to be hard. Mm -hmm. One of the clients that we're going to be talking to later on this week is Kim Pendleton. And she started off having about $100,000 years. Then when she joined our mastermind, she went up to 500k. And now I work with her privately, and she's at $85,000 months. And she started off by building a free Facebook group and doing challenges and workshops in there, like literally no tech, just with her phone, sharing value, sharing content, sending out a few emails and just building those connections. And so we're not talking about having a full blown seven figure team behind you with tons and tons of tech, but we are talking about how can you create that personal connection with your audience 
and really build that relationship. And I know you talk a lot about this, Mallory, in terms of dating, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you just gave your blind date like a little card or like a workbook but didn't actually say anything, how much impact would that have on the relationship? Right, exactly. You show up to the first date and you just hand them a ring, right? That's too much. That's too much, right? You got to love it. Yeah. So can you reiterate reiterate for people just some ideas um, that would work in terms of building these connections? Yeah, absolutely. So number one, if you do just have a freebie funnel and feel totally intimidated by the workshops and the webinars, you can really kind of beef up this funnel by adding a tripwire or like a one-time offer. So they have something tangible where they can get more from you right off the bat and it makes them take their credit card out of their pocket right after they opt into your freebie. So that that's what people call a slow funnel or a self-liquidating offer. And this will do one of two things. It will zero out your ad spend. So if you're running ads to it, you don't have to have an ad budget as long as your funnel's converting. But it also, again, shortens that customer journey where they made a small investment in time or money. So this is very similar to the um, micro offer funnel that we talked about, those $27 offer, offer funnels. The only difference is there's a freebie on top of it on the other side. Another example that I've seen work really well recently are still webinars. Webinars are not dead because that is an investment in time, right? And even if you feel nervous or scared to show up live and do a webinar, you can still record trainings and give them to, like Emily said, your free group and kind of start practicing in there. And that's one of the reasons I'm so glad Emily started this marketing training by talking about mindset and showing up and committing to being consistent because that in and of itself is a lead generation strategy all on its own. If you can commit to consistency with your visibility plan and providing value. Another thing I really love and I've seen a lot of success with is the cha- the five day challenges. Tony and Dean, uh, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziasso kind of kicked this off uh, a couple years ago and it's re- people are really loving it. And I think the community aspect of these challenges are really important and allow you as a business owner to provide value on an ongoing basis, but in a short time frame. Um, so yeah, those are kind of my top favorite ones right now. But we talk about a lot of options inside the mastermind as well. It's not limited to these three. We get super, super creative with some kind of lead generation strategies. Can we? Can I share Rose's lead? The one she sure. just yeah. One of the uh, this one was like my favorite of all times. It was so smart, and I didn't even help her come up with it, so I can't take any credit for it. But it was really smart. She did a lead generation strategy around what she called her cut or cut pact. So she had been sitting on writing her book for a while, and she made a pact that she would have the first draft of her book done by a certain time period. And she invited people to come to this reveal where she would either cut cake in celebration of writing her book or have her triplets. I think they're 11 or 13. um, Her young triplets cut her hair. And it was such a brilliant lead generation strategy, but you can see how it was an experience, right? She created this experience for her audience to get to know her both professionally and personally because she involved her triplets as well. And it was just it was genius. And there's a lot of that kind of brainstorming in our mastermind where we're coming up with new and fresh lead generation ideas to create experiences for, uh, for our audiences. Yeah. And that's the thing, like not everyone wants to host the same sort of workshop. Not everyone wants to do a challenge. There's always something that you can do that's customized to you that feels aligned, that feels exciting and also works for your audience. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because lead generation strategies, not only is it customized for your audience, it needs to be customized for you as well and feel good and feel in alignment. One of the things Emily always says is, you know, sales has to feel good. It has to feel in alignment with what you're doing in your business. And that goes into lead generation strategy as well. It has to feel good. Otherwise, you're going to be forced to show up in a way that's not authentic for you. So I'm really glad you said that. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday about how people can feel your energy when it's not in alignment. Um, Obviously, if I showed up here, and I was just completely resenting it or doom and gloom, people would feel that. And so, you know, for everyone watching, we want to help you figure out what that thing is for you that's going to work for you and your audience. 100%.
So the final question I want to make sure that you answer today is how do people know if they're ready to go from one to one to one to many? What are some of the tangible things they need to look for in their business? Yeah, this might hurt what I'm about to say. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, but it's the real truth truth with love. Yeah. Yeah. Truth with love is you have to have an audience before you launch a group coaching program. I have never seen an I'm sure there's some out there, but I've never seen a truly successful six-figure launch when you have an email list of 200 people. Traditionally, and this is industry standards, this is not just with people I've worked with, industry standards is in a successful launch, you only convert 2% of your audience. So you have to think and start working backwards. So what is your actual revenue goal? Start with that. Then what does that mean? How many units of whatever program do you have to sell? What is your conversion rate? Even if you're just going off industry standards, that's 2%. So I don't know the exact formula without using a calculator, but that's the number that you need to target to be able to launch this program. So if launching a one-to-many is something that you have your heart set on and want to do, start building your list now because it cannot hurt you in the long run. It will only, only help. Now, I do want to preface this by saying asterisks. I'm not trying to discourage you from launching a group program without having a list of 50,000. That's not what I'm saying at all. But in order to be really realistic about the results that you're going to get for that launch, it is important to know these numbers. And people in the mastermind always, they get a little frustrated with me when I'm like, how big's your list? Are you sure you're ready to launch? How many people are on your list? Can you convert at 2%? And so I'm always going back to the numbers, right? They have to be in alignment with our numbers. Um, But I think that'll help if not guarantee positive results, it'll help you be a little bit more realistic about what kind of outcome you can expect. Yeah, we're actually going to talk more about this coming up later in the week, because most people don't know how to set goals. And so then they set these massive goals and don't reach them. And then they it lowers their confidence, they feel like they did something wrong. And so we want to make sure that you guys are setting yourselves up for success. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're putting yourself out there as soon as possible. And there's a way to do both. We just need to manage expectations and figure out what it is that you're aiming for. And what is the timeline that works for you? Absolutely. And in the mastermind, we teach what we call the predictable profit plan, where you literally set goals that can predict as long as you hit only three numbers, you can predict what profits you're going to make. And it's really cool to know that it's truly a numbers game. But it's nice to know that if you can hit these certain goals, you're guaranteed your revenue goals. So we teach that it's, it's kind of a lot, but we teach that inside the mastermind. And so I'm glad Emily will be touching on that with you guys later this week. Awesome. Thank you, Mallory. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. I hope that was super helpful for you. Definitely post your biggest takeaways below this video so Mallory can go back and read them. One of the things I want to make sure to give you now before we sign off is your homework. So every single day we're giving you homework because we want to hold you accountable and keep you moving forward. Okay. So today, the first thing for your homework Um, you can write this down in your workbook, is which mindset shifts are going to be essential to your marketing. So I mentioned quite a few at the beginning of this training, which of the mindset shifts are going to be essential to your marketing? That's the first question. The next question is, have you fallen into any of the entrepreneurial traps? I mentioned three. If so, which one or ones? All right, next part of your homework, and don't worry, this will be posted in a little graphic after this training, is look back on your previous clients who have purchased from you this year. What is working? I want you to look back at as many clients as possible if you need to have conversations, if you need to go into your CRM system and kind of track down what it is that that has been working and where they came from, take the time to do that. I promise you will not regret it because it's going to support you in creating a plan to launch your offer. And then number four, which of the marketing strategies that Mallory mentioned feels aligned for you to implement? This could be something that you feel really excited about. It could be something you're already doing that you're going to dial up. 
It could even be something that you know you don't have the list size for yet, but you want to make sure that you do it later on in the year or early next year. Okay, pick one thing that feels aligned. And if you want to think outside the box, if you have another idea, that's great too. I just want to get the wheels turning and have you start to really get committed to taking that action. Okay, so I'm going to repeat those. Which mindset shifts are going to be essential to your marketing? Have you fallen in any into any of the entrepreneurial traps? If so, which one? Number three, look back on your previous clients who have purchased from you this year. What is working? Number four, which of the marketing strategies that Mallory mentioned are you going to implement? Then finally, we want to keep moving forward with our social challenge. So if you go back up into the workbook, you'll see that there's a social challenge. It has a little picture of me, uh, my Instagram and I Heart My Life's Instagram. We want to make sure that you are sharing your results and your big takeaways with your audience. That's going to build visibility. People are going to excite, going to get excited about the work that you're doing. So there's something in this incredible book called The Science of Getting Rich called The Impression of Increase. That's going to be one of the biggest game changers if you implement that in your life. I actually have a podcast episode on that coming out very soon. And it basically means that you are displaying up leveling, you are displaying increase, and it's not fake. It's real. You're actually doing it. You're increasing your business, your life, your mindset. And by being a part of this workshop this week, that's exactly what you're doing. And people will be excited to see that. And we're going to reward you for getting visible. So if you share on social media and tag us, either my account or I Hurt My Life's account, then we are going to put you in a drawing to win our incredible revenue planner, which is worth $497, okay, completely free. We're choosing 10 people. We're going to do that drawing tomorrow, okay? So make sure you share. We can You can tag us and then we can reshare, which will give you even more eyes on your accounts, all right? So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for posting your takeaways already, some of you. I see one here. It says, biggest takeaway is that launching a group program is a numbers game. Your launch can be predictable. Also, make sure your marketing strategy feels aligned. Awesome. All right, everyone. I'll look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. So tomorrow, we're talking about sales. It's a super juicy topic. So can't wait to dive in. Have a beautiful day. And I'll talk to you then. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.